0: Love, talk, radio.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the SBP, where we always talk sports because that's our thing, but we also talk a little hip-hop television, and we love to talk movies. But today, we want to talk what everybody's been talking about all week, and that would definitely be the trade between the Houston Rockets and OKC. And I think this caught a lot of people by surprise, uh, even though we are... Uh, Heard some rums about it early in the week. There's a possibility that it could go down. It actually did go down. So we're going to really talk about that today. But as always, I'm your boy, Prime. And I always have my partner with me. Source what it is, brother.
0: Prime, what's happening, man? I'm in the building for sure. I'd like to talk to you about the hearts of men. what evil lurks within them. stranded on death. No, I don't know. They're just That just... Anyway, I'm good, chilling uh, Just finished messing around Did a bootleg interview of my, my daughter Just for a and company a little practice Fake plug, okay. but we'll get into that another time But that was cool And now it's Me and you, dude What's problem?
1: It's all good, man, it's all good uh, we're going to talk about this OKC Houston trade, man. And um, We've been kicking it off on the page. I mean, everybody's been talking about it all week. Um, and the page we're talking about, folks, is the Sports Bomb Podcast. Get with us on Facebook if, if you're not already in there. But that's what it is, man. And when I saw this trade go down, because I think we briefly mentioned it last week um, because there were some talks when I believe Reporter or that a destination for at least, uh, you know, uh, for at least uh, – Westbrook could be that he could end up in Houston and I was figuring how that was gonna work. So the first thing I thought about was you make me better or do you? You see what I'm saying? Like because GM Daryl Maury of the Houston Rockets, he meant and he meant and he said it publicly that I'm gonna do something, you know, to get this team over the hump and it just sickened him that they would get that close or be, you know, right there in the mix and never get there. So It's just crazy how this whole thing just popped off, but the more and more I thought about it, and I thought about you, I'm like, did they really need to make this move, man?
0: Well, I think, did they need to make this move to get better? I don't know if to get better overall, but they needed to make this move just because of what seems to be the deterioration of the relationship between James Harden and Chris Paul. So since they were uh, allegedly not getting along, whatever the case may be, fighting, all that type of stuff, then I guess something had to be done. But they, I, I really I really didn't see this happening at all. And, yeah, Maury said that, um, he said right after the season, maybe even before the season ended, he said they were going to be in the mix in free agency or in, uh, you know, getting things done changing the roster, whatever the case may be, trying to make the team better. So that is the question. Did this make the team better? I really don't know if it made them better, but it definitely made them different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely made them different. But when they were talking about the moves and he was talking about, the moves that he wanted to make, I didn't think it would be this caliber move. You know, I always talk about maybe Capella might be the guy they may need to consider moving on from. good player limited offensively in my book. Um, I thought that, you know, I'm hearing about P.J. Tucker's name coming up, but I thought that was a piece they may need to keep, in my opinion. But it ended up being that they made this big move, swapping CP3 out, bringing in a player like Russell Westbrook. And I don't know about you. Did you know that supposedly that Westbrook and Hard were really that close? I didn't know. I don't know. I
0: mean, I've, I've never... Seen anything with them together? Like I've never seen. <laughs> you know, you see players hang out. You see LeBron with CP3, Chris, you know, uh, Carmelo, um, and D Wade. So you, you know those four hang out or some some derivative of, of the four. But these two, nah, I, I really haven't heard too much Westbrook and Harden since what 2012 or whenever whenever Harden bounced from. OKC. Okay, so yeah, that was that was surprising. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I have people that I haven't seen in years that I, if if I was moving to their town, I would hang out with them probably, right? So
1: yeah, and I'd be
0: <laughs> like, yo, that's my man, that's my man, yo, yeah, blah blah blah. Even though we might not have kicked it recently, but still in my mind, that's that's my man from wherever. So maybe it's like that.
1: Yeah, man, a lot of talk. A lot of talk about that, man. Somebody mentioned it in the group, man, in the Facebook group that we're well, that close. And that was my thoughts instantly when I saw this happen. But first of all, if I go any further, let me give a shout-out to everybody in the group, though, Sports Bar Podcast. Yeah. I know we have a, a large contingent of folks that, you know, if they're going to listen to this podcast and they won't listen till later, um, shout out to a lot of folks in the group, especially Bernice Love, Lisa Cody Smith are leading the charge Because it looks like a lot of folks in the group are watching the uh watching the men's uh Wimbledon final today. And shout out to mm-hmm. them. So um it's a lot of talk about that in the group and I actually have it on in front of me as well. So I wanna shout out to everybody in the group. Um but yeah, back back to this whole trade, man. Does this really make them better? And I and I was looking up and down you know, the numbers, the stats, uh, doing the eye test, um, remembering everything that I've seen or I see every time that they play. And I just don't know if it definitely makes them better. It may make them more exciting. I mean, they're going to get that, you know, those 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 Sunday games. We're going to get those, you know, those 1230s and those 330s on Sunday. I'm all for it, you know, when this time comes around, you know, after football season. But if you look at it, I guess you gotta judge it by looking at the whole landscape of what's happened around the league, right? So right, the Clippers yeah. definitely, the Clippers definitely upgraded.
0: The yep.
1: Lakers definitely upgraded, and then you and yep. I were agreeing about the Warriors situation at first. Before all of these other moves were made, that why would you definitely make wholesale changes? Because the only team that was beating you was the Golden State Warriors. But now the Golden right. State Warriors are somewhat downgraded. So I I don't know, but but you talk about a player like Westbrook, right? Horrible three point shooter, horrible three point shooter. So if I'm looking at it from where would I rather have uh, Chris Paul pulling the J, or would I rather have Westbrook pulling the J? I'm going with Chris Paul, straight up. Free throw line, I'm definitely going with Chris Paul, definitely better. Yeah. Well, Westbrook shot, shot like what 30, 65% last year, and that, that's crazy. So I'm definitely going with Chris Paul. Now, we're talking about high energy, bringing more excitement to the team, the possibility of opening up some other things, I I may go with Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook hasn't – outside, he can't shoot, you know what I'm saying, but he hasn't showed much signs uh, of slowing down or or starting to show his age. And we saw Chris Paul seemingly start to show – a lot of his age during the playoffs last year. So I'm kind of torn on this about which is better, man. You know, which would be better if CP3 was still there or are they going to definitely be that much better with Westbrook?
0: Well, Let's let's be clear on one thing. Westbrook is not a better basketball player than Chris Paul. He might be better at this moment. He might be better at this moment uh, from an overall standpoint. But a lot of that has to do with Chris Paul's health and his relationship with his teammates. But he's not a better basketball player than Chris Paul. Like I don't, I don't know what people. I don't know people watch the flashiness and see the excitement. And I'm not taking anything away from him at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think people underestimate Chris Paul because he's short. And I, I don't, I don't understand. Same thing happens to, to Steph Curry. We have the same, you know, discussions about Curry and people kinda down I think they down him because he's smaller. And, you know, maybe he has less effect on the game because he's smaller. But or oh, in, in their mind. Nah, Chris Paul is one of the best he's easily one of the best ten point guards in the NBA history. I don't I don't know where he ranks in that ten. It might be six, you know, six around six, I don't know off the top of my head, but he's top ten point guards in NBA history. So, I mean, I think people kind of get it twisted. Like, he's not that dude. He may not be the dude he was in uh, New Orleans or wherever, but I mean, he's still a baller. The, The injuries have a lot to do with his effect on the game though. But either way, Harden had the ball in his hands anyway, so he's not, I mean, Chris Paul's playing off the ball whether he wanted to He was comfortable with it or not. He's playing off the ball half the time, and he's used to having the ball in his hand. So will that affect his ability to, uh, you know, control the game? Maybe so. Same thing with Westbrook, although maybe he's gotten a little more used to it in the regular season with Paul George going on a tear, uh, especially this past season. So a lot of the time, Paul George had the ball, but when it came to the playoffs, Russell Westbrook was still jacking that thing up So I expect fireworks and fun and all that good stuff all season long. I expect him to win a lot of games. And I hate, you know, when people do this most of the time. But I got to say, I mean, really, it's going to come down to the playoffs and what they do in the playoffs that determines everything in regards to this deal.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I think think they have to start off really well, man. You know, going into the playoffs is going to be big. Um, how much they gel and come together is going to be big. But if you're going to hold on to a player, and I, I don't want to say it like I don't like Capella because I do, but if you're going to keep Capella in the fo- in the fold, especially at least for this particular season, Westbrook could help get that going. Um, he's he's a very good passer. Uh, he knows how to get people to rock. And we know that even though Capella doesn't have an array of moves, you can throw a couple of oops up there. He's probably going to get them. And if he doesn't get them, he can get the ball around the room. So, if you want to maximize his potential, yeah, I can see it. If you want to max- maximize the ability of Houston to shoot the rock from the outside, I mean, Westbrook ain't going to be the one doing it, but but his ability mm-hmm. of getting to the rock, you know, getting to the uh, getting to the hole and getting in the lane and possibly dishing the ball out, that's going to create some things there. So, Houston's just going to have to be able to make the shot. So, I'm kind of torn on this particular one. But, like, I agree with you, seemingly this had to be done because though we've heard the rumblings of what was going on between the two of those and then Chris Paul comes to social media and denies it like he doesn't know where that come from, we know that there was definitely something going on. And, I, and, and mm-hmm. this is one of those things, you know, it's kind of like, you know, everywhere he goes, uh, it seems like everywhere CP3 goes, you know, he was having a problem. It's just like, it's almost like, you know, Everybody hates Chris, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it, we always hear things about players and and what they, uh, you know, later on about how they feel about Chris Paul when he's gone. You know, we heard about his rumblings, especially when he was with the Clippers. Matter of fact, matter of fact, um, what's your boy? I always uh, was red? Slim Slim, uh, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes mm-hmm. was doing an interview. Matt Barnes, of all the people, because, you know, Matt Barnes wasn't big as nothing, but he, he wanted that smoke, though. He he didn't care, right? And, but but surprisingly, I don't know if you've ever heard him uh, co-host or be a guest on like on a radio program. He's really good. He's not the first guy I would look at and say, I don't want to see this guy talk, man. Did I, you know, I? definitely want this guy to talk. This guy is really good. And he was doing a uh, he was on a couple of our uh, programs last week, and they were talking about Chris Paul, and he's a Chris Paul guy. He's a Chris Paul guy, but he admitted he said Chris Paul is old school and he all and a lot of times he meant well but it didn't always translate to the younger players and the way he tried to translate it doesn't translate to the younger players but now you get a situation like this where he and a uh a veteran one of the top you know five to seven or eight basketball players in the league definitely probably the best scorer in the league in my opinion you know when the two of you
0: not getting along, and that's kind of kind of saying something about you. <laughs> well, I guess that's the way it is. I heard somebody else said something similar about the way, like, not even how Chris Paul deals with this stars, but how he deals with the other people. And rather than it being, like, a positive, it was like he was getting down on you. You know, so, you know, depending on the person's personality, that can rub people the wrong way as well, you know. I can imagine, especially when it's somebody who you know is good, but they're not on the court a lot of times because they're injured. So you're like, bro, you ain't even out here. Like, you stay, fussing, <laughs> then you get hurt, then you out. Then we got to do what you ain't here to do. So ain't nobody trying to hear that, especially young dudes. Oh, like, listen, listen. Not that flag football is anything like the NBA, but I can tell you, trying to get young people to follow something, no matter how much they know that you know what you're talking about, it doesn't matter. If it's not what they want to do, then they're not necessarily going to do it, even if it's for for the betterment of themselves. It's just something that has to be learned through. L's, I guess. Some people like to get L's and learn from that as opposed to hear it from somebody else. That's life, I guess, you know.
1: Yeah, like, you know, and I'm not down to be on the dude because I'm a Chris Paul fan. I always have been. But sometimes things just follow you. And I'm not just the first person to jump up and believe everything I hear. But When you hear it so much, it still doesn't make it true. But when you hear it from a teammate who's not even out to down the guy, you know, if you don't think about Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes is straight off the rip. He don't care. He don't. You know, he he's out of the league now. He said what he wanted to on the court. He attempted to do what he wanted to do on the court. He's off the court now. He talks about everything. He don't care, uh, legalizing trees, and uh, mm-hmm. he's a legal. You know, he's an avid smoker. But this guy says it. He says that this is what happened, and he even said it got to a point at certain times. He said first of all, the Blake Griffin situation was true, and he said everybody had already blown Blake Griffin's head up. And let him know that he was the next guy. He was the next generation. And he said, Blake might have been a little bit of big-headed. And he said, it wasn't a down him, But on the flip side. Hearing that and then hearing a veteran like uh, Chris Paul, you know, Hall of Fame will come in and, and, and talk to you. He said, Blake didn't take it too well. He said, some of the other players didn't take it too well. But definitely Blake didn't take it because Blake's head was already inflated just a little bit. And he even mm-hmm. went on to say that. He said he even criticized the coaching staff because he said there was people on the staff and upstairs knowing that Matt Barnes was cool pretty much with everybody and didn't have a problem speaking his mind. They would kind of ask him to go to these guys, mostly in the CP3 situations, and kind of mediate this stuff so they wouldn't have to get involved. Matt Barnes was like, dog, you trying to pay me to do your job? You know, but, <laughs> you know, <man. laughs> you know I, awesome. I found yeah, yeah. Matt Barnes, that dude, man. No matter what you thought about him on the court, man, he gave some real good insight uh, this past week on some things that we have heard about, man. And like I said, he is really good uh, on, uh, you know, when he's uh, doing radio and TV broadcasts. So. But uh, I guess the last thing for me on this, really, man, and if, if I'm still trying to decide on whether or not this was a good trade. So as good as they were offensively, as good as the Rockets were defensively, if you go back and look, since 2015, if you combine James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they combine for the most turnovers in the NBA by um, if you were to put two players together, they're going to be on the same team. They're going to be on the same team. In this case, they're going to be on the same team. And we do know out in the West Coast, there are some really good defensive teams. Um, Golden State's been good. Um, they won't have clay for a minute, but they, they've been solid. Portland, the Portland Trail Blazers have been good defensively, and I think they've only maybe improved just a little bit coming into this season. You got to play the Utah Jazz, very good defensively. Uh, when you're playing those type of teams inside your own conference alone, I mean, you got to be put on alert just a little bit. You got some teams that can straight up play. the Clippers. That goes without saying. They were already good, and they've got better. Arguably, the best uh, will be the best the, uh uh defensive team in the league or I think they'll be in the top three in my my opinion. So that's got to be concerning when you've got two guys like that who need the ball, have to have the ball, are gonna be the center of the attention on the team but can turn the ball over at the rate that they uh they have in the these past few years.
0: Yeah, I think so the question is, is it a good trade? Uh and is it a good trade? Are they better? I don't know if they're better. I think they're the same. It's just gonna be different. They just think it's gonna be different. And unfortunately, like I said, it's gonna come down to the playoffs, which is everybody kinda, of, but in situations where your team's always good, then team you know, the world expects you to be good anyway and they're waiting for you to get over the hump. Houston is in a bad spot for for history's sake because they've lost so many times to Golden State. Now Golden State's not uh as powerful uh as we go into the season or as we get you know, look forward to the season. But the come up from LA and LA mixed with the the uh seasoning of Denver and the seasoning of Portland who picked up uh Biteside I mean that's a yep. big deal too like it's it, there is no, there'll be no easy, like, two-game, three-game span in the West. There is not one. There's not one. Even if you play Phoenix, even if you think Phoenix is terrible, and they, they might be, Phoenix is going to put up some points, most likely. So, you come off of Phoenix, where are you going to go? Minnesota, you still got to deal with Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> you know, you got it. There's <laughs> problems everywhere. There yeah. are problems everywhere, so... Predicting the the top eight in the West right now, looking forward to the season, man, that's that's pretty much impossible. We're all just guessing.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, but we don't know if it's better, but they could definitely be a little more exciting. What does this leave OKC, though? Because you, you look at um, OKC, and basically, to me, they're going to be fighting just to keep butts in the seats out in Oklahoma. Um, you know, so Sam Preston's got his job cut out for him. You know, the, the, the talk now is that they got him, but uh, Chris Paul may never put on a OKC uniform. We don't know that yet. We don't know if they're going to be able to make things happen. Um, we're probably agreeing if they got to continue to clean house. Some of the cats are already gone. Uh, Jeremy Grant's gone. Um, oh. know, there's, a, there's a whole Adams talk situation. So Sam Preston seems content just starting from scratch.
0: Um, I don't think there's anything else that you really can do at this point, man. I don't either. So this is this right here is gonna test the OKC market, because I'm sure OKC is. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't follow like the numbers as far as attendance, but I'm sure OKC has been uh, up there in attendance because there ain't nothing else to do in Oklahoma City. Like what else are you doing if you like sports? <laughs> you know, like. What else are you doing? I don't know. But I'm sure the fans followed from, from Seattle to Oklahoma City. And I figured their attendance is probably similar to Sacramento. Sacramento always crazy regardless if they're good or bad. Well, OKC's always been good. Or at least decent. They ain't never been terrible since they've been OKC. They always had Durant. They always had Westbrook. They once had Durant, Westbrook, and Harden which is crazy in itself. But I say all that to say they've always had stars, so they've always had attendance. Now they are going to be possibly starless. Will that attendance see a big (laughs) fold? Will things change? Will the fans fold up? Because you know our two, our two OKC fans that are in the group, which is uh, Arvin Jackson and Bruce Parker, both, right, of them right. got, got, both of them got applications in across the Western Conference, looking for a new squad <laughs> as OKC goes downhill. So if they if they bail, then I wonder if the people who actually attend the games will bail pending what they bring in. But I don't. They might as well just throw in the towel, man. If you're gonna throw in the towel, throw in the towel. Don't go halfway. Don't let. Don't make Stephen Adams have to have to suffer through this foolishness and let the young boys do it like Phoenix did, like Boston did. Let the young boys ride it out and then uh, maybe one day y'all come back with all them pictures y'all got and bang, 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 be a contender once again.
1: Yeah, so it looks like uh, this past season, they finished right in the middle of the pack, actually. About 18,000 people on average uh, you know, came out to the games. Uh, that they were involved in. And that's about good for about 15th in the league. So, But, yeah, they'll definitely dip well into the 20s um, if something drastic doesn't happen. And it's probably not going to happen. Sam Preston's got a boatload of picks. And he seems to tend on using them, whichever way he needs to use them over the next few years. He has no problem starting from scratch. And I look at it as if this is a second chance, again, for him to – I, I don't know if get it right is the right thing to say, but maybe it is because you got to think about it. That was unprecedented what he did. He was the guy that was there for, what, getting Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, right? So I don't know if we will be able to see a run like that again uh, consecutively, right? But then you got to go back mm-hmm. and look at Source. He also had to make the tough decision of uh, getting rid of Harden while Harden was on his still on his rookie deal, essentially, because – his thought was, I can't, I won't, at some point, I won't be able to afford all three of them. So maybe I'll focus on two guys and use the rest of that money to sell out the roster, put some quality guys around, them, like the Sergi Bacchus and all that.
0: And yeah. we see, unfortunately, I that
1: was smart, it though. never worked. Yeah, and it did. Yeah. did. There was nothing wrong with it. If you go back and look into what all three of these players have turned into, you know, you know we've got a guy that's got multiple NBA uh, titles. We've got a guy who's been just short of getting them. Uh, he's been to, you know, the NBA championship. I mean, the, uh, you know, the uh, Western Conference championship games. Just couldn't get over the hump, but he may be the most uh, – he might be the best scorer in the league today. Then you look at a guy also like Russell Westbrook, and you really have nothing to show for it. To me, with all these picks that they have, and, I mean, like you said, they're not going to sell no tickets this year anyway. I don't. I don't know how much – of a draw if they never get rid of Chris Paul this season, if they're not able to move him. I don't know how much that will affect their ticket levels in But he he has a second chance now of, of redoing his thing, starting from scratch, either drafting well or using some of those picks over the next couple of seasons to maybe to attempt to attract somebody over there. I don't know who they want to attract, because you mentioned there ain't nothing to do out there. You know, probably the best thing to do, Source, is if you, uh, you get lucky and you uh, happen to be watching uh, – when a guy, uh, see shows, like Dinah's Drive-Ins or Dinah's or something, <laughs> and, uh, and you see a couple of restaurants that you like, and he even he visited Oklahoma City, and you decide you going to go there just you know you can try some of them restaurants. And I, I don't know what the draw would be, but hey,
0: Sam man. Preston
1: seemingly has a second chance.
0: Check, <laughs> check this out, Prime. Just think about it, though. Kevin Durant, James Harden. Russell Westbrook, Victor Oladipo, Mm. Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. What? You've had some people, and and now Chris Paul, you know, hypothetically. I I call it hypothetically because he ain't going to play. But just think, I mean, look at what you've had in OKC, and now you have nothing. You have nothing man, that's, that's, it's going to put a hurt on them pockets. I mean, well, I mean, not for real, not in real life, but <laughs> it's going to put a hurt on how things look for, for the team overall. Got you. You
1: know, I'm going to be honest man. Not that it really going to, I mean, it'll hurt if it happens to your squad, but I'm kind of glad here in the 804, we don't have no professional basketball team, man. Or maybe no professional, <laughs> like real, real professional team, period. Because it's bad enough. Like, you're a Lakers fan, and you know you'd have been through the ups and downs. But, you know, y'all have won titles, but then you lose a lot of those players. You know, sooner or later, Shaq moves on. You know, Kobe retires. You know, things of that nature. I'm a long, suffering New York Knicks fan. But it's one thing when your team just goes dry. Because you imagine living in a city when that happens? Like, you live if you actually live in the city when your team is just dry, or even if you ain't winning titles, but you just lose all your good players, or, or they, there's always the constant talk of you losing your good players. I feel bad for guys in the group like our homie, like DB, Dorian Bryant, because he was talking about it too. Like, we had a brief conversation about, man, first of all, you're stuck under the John Wall contract, and you don't know what's going to go with him. There's the constant talk right. of Bradley Beal, you know, being, getting ready mm-hmm. to possibly be on the trading block. And you guys went from at least somewhat respectable a couple of years ago to almost bottom feeders or close to it. Like, I couldn't imagine even living in D.C. and able a couple of hours away from it. Mm.
0: That's real though. That's real. I will say. I don't want no protein. Charlotte. You know what? Look, and you know how Richmond no. has the history of <laughs> Richmond has been. We've we've been like haters of all haters when you look at it. Like we. We've heard the phrase "Virginia is for haters" more than more than a few times. So imagine a team, <laughs> a team getting lambasted on a daily basis for being terrible across the nation, and being in Richmond, like Richmond? No sir, no sir. We shoot, Well, you know, I mean, I ain't, I ain't gonna talk bad about Richmond, but we don't really support local nah. teams necessarily. Nah. So even even when I mean the Braves were fun I don't know if they got the sport they deserved but I guess they didn't because they did True. but then True. even with the squirrels the squirrels is cool but you think back to the Richmond what was, it, what was the name of the squad before they moved to the, the Rage, uh, the women's team the, the basketball team uh, was the
1: Rage yeah
0: with Don Staley
1: they had Don yeah. Staley
0: we definitely didn't support that we, uh, we had the hockey team
1: Renegade. Yeah. You know, it,
0: it's just, I mean, that's the way it is yeah. around here. But yeah.
1: Can they get our uh, race uh, to say uh, more than two years. <laughs> yeah, and they win championships. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Shout out to Reese. That's just terrible,
1: Reese. Yeah, that's terrible. I was kind of with the Richmond Speed, one of the first, I don't know if they were the first or one of the first two, might have been the first uh, arena team that we had that. They, they made it all the way to the championship game um, and lost it within seconds. But I was kind of hyped on them. But I don't want no professional franchise in the 804 um at <laughs> all. I, I, I'll keep all my in the distance so when I suffer, I can suffer from a distance. I just can't imagine walking <laughs> around the city <laughs> or or at least losing my favorite players to another, to another team at least, you know, um, after Remember I've been it. able to come watch them play night after night, you know, so – it is what it is. So, yeah. But like we were saying, OKC just need to start from scratch. So, But that leads us to this, man. The final thing I got. And I kind of went over some things and you know, what I thought about what the teams look like from here on out, or at least my top five in East Conference. Crimes picks, per se. And I'm going to run them down them real, real quick. And. Tell me your thoughts on you agree with, don't agree with, so on and so forth. So I'm going to start in the East. So after free agency, and we look at the way these teams are constructed now and the moves that were made. Here are my top five teams as of today, and I reserve the right to change my mind. All right. (laughs) Because I'm prime. Yeah, first of all, at number five, it's going to be the Nets. And you and I talked about the Nets. And I think we both agreed that they should still be um, a decent squad. You know, we did kind of disagree on what this first season meant uh, for Kyrie and them knowing that Durant is most likely not going to play. But I still have them as my number five team still making the playoffs, right? Number four, mm-hmm. I have the Indiana Pacers. Pacers are tough. I do like the addition of Brogdon and what it could mean to them once they get all depot back. Um, if he comes back, I'm healthy enough. So I, I really like that squad. And I also like the addition for bench purposes of T.J. McConnell. He's going to pay dividends. You need a guy that's can, that can get you some minutes when guys are wrestling and not playing, um, a team guy. So I'm going to stick the paces at number four. Number three going to be the Boston Celtics. They, they lost a lot. Um, I'm real critical of some of the moves that they made and, and what's going on in that organization, but – um, I do like Kimball Walker. I, I think what's going to really hurt them, could hurt them down the stretch, of course, we already talked about them losing Al Horford. That's going to mean a lot. You got a really young squad. But they just lost Morris, too. Uh, they couldn't get Morris to stick with them. So you got a lot of guys that's been there, but you got a lot of youth there. So we won't really see what Haywood is about this year and how he you know, he takes that next step up. So I'm going to leave them in number three. But I do believe they've fallen back defensively just a tad bit. Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you got the, you got steady George Hill there to go with some of the players that were already there. But the addition of Wesley Matthews, who is a very good player whenever he's not hurt, I think that's gonna pay dividends. Don't know if I would have preferred to still have him over Malcolm Brogdon, but you got Wes Matthews there and then the Lopez twins. You got your boy got you know, Sideshow Bob is gonna be joining his brother. Um I think it's steady. <laughs> Lopez is a very decent um, you know, the Lopez brothers are good and Robin is a very decent backup so the fact that they were able to keep Brooke Lopez I think was really big because a lot of people had him already out the door and your Lakers were actually in those talks that everybody was talking about would be a great addition to that squad but that didn't happen so of course it's the number one team of course they're probably disappointing the playoffs which I don't care would be the Philadelphia 76ers and um that Al Horford thing is huge, man. And you can tell by these last two, three podcasts we didn't have how big of a Al Horford guy that I am. Um, but just the stability I think he can bring to that squad, the defense he can bring to that squad, um, and maybe somebody that can help uh, keep Embiid's head straight. You know, Embiid's a little immature there. And, um, and Horford will be able to uh, maybe talk to Ben Simmons about his dating habits because we done seen him out on beaches and boats with folks – uh, uh, recently, uh, just like some of your Lakers <laughs> guys, we're gonna talk about your Lakers today, but um, yeah, so I got uh, the Sixers, so Nets, Pacers, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers.
0: Hey, I can't knock it. The poor champions are not mentioned in your top five though. The daggone NBA champions, they they just won the title a couple of weeks ago. Keep man, they, them might the the mm-hmm. man, they might not make terrible the top terrible thing. Man. Thing. Yeah, they
1: might not even Drake get in the playoffs, not... so we don't need to mention them <laughs> Hey, I did forget to shout out uh, uh Maurice Athey man a couple, about a week or so ago when the uh, when the news came down that Kawhi was leaving. He was in there talking about uh Drake to make a whole R and B album tonight. <laughs>
0: nah. Yeah. I thought it really was going to happen. That
1: was crazy. <laughs> I was looking for it, too. I was waiting for that joint to drop, like, at midnight, like on some old Beyonce, JV <laughs> type. So, you know, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. So that's that's what I got. The only thing I will note, and this is the Miami Heat, if, and this is just a big if, and I'm only mentioning it because that seems to be the number one team that everybody keeps bringing up, the possibility. I don't know how they would get it done. but a Chris Paul going there? I think a Chris Paul and the uh and a Jimmy Butler pairing could be fun. They'd have to fill out what they you know, figure out what they could do with the rest of that roster. But I do believe the way they're currently constructed, it is not out of the ordinary if that move was to happen that they could challenge for the fifth or sixth in the East. That's just I'm just putting it out there.
0: Okay. Amen. Sure.
1: Right? So let's move on to the West. Western Conference, right? Mm-hmm. Western Conference we got at number five I got the Denver Nuggets And I got them neck and neck the spot With the Utah Jazz But the Nuggets, you got your boy down low And I think the thing that puts me over the top Outside of your man Down low, we know that is Would be the addition of Jeremy Grant as well I, Jeremy Grant's steady, man Jeremy Grant, like six 6'9 Can guard a couple of positions for you He can start for you um, he's very, you know, he's very passionate ball player. The addition of Jeremy Grant puts him at my number five just barely over the Utah Jazz. Number four, you briefly mentioned them earlier, at least a player, would be the Blazers. I like the Blazers, man. And I like this addition of Hassan Whiteside. You imagine what they're going to be like if Nurkic comes back healthy. And the, uh, the addition of Mario uh, Hisonia, who played with my Knicks last year, um, is great. I didn't like the fact that he had to give up on my boy Mohawkless. Uh, Hawkless. Hawkless was an integral part of that squad. But that's pretty dope. What I'm wondering is if Nurkis comes back healthy, will they even entertain the idea of, because they still got Zach Collins, so would they entertain the idea of starting both Whiteside and Nurkis together? That's just something I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something to think about. You can always bring Zach Collins off the bench, bro. He can play the, the four and the five, all right? Number three would be your Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm not saying putting them in number three, saying that they couldn't win it all next year. They, I definitely think they can win it all. I just got them at number three because you got a whole lot of new pieces, a whole lot of new pieces. And I'm just not quite sure, which I know it will at some point, but how – you know, how quick they will actually click, but they're going to be darn good. And I'm even willing to say that the number three and number two teams may finish within a game of each other. So, but I got your Lakers at number three. Number two, even though we question these moves, I'm still rolling with the Houston Rockets. And that's only because, as you spoke on earlier, you don't know how much it changes anything, even though we both acknowledge that Westbrook is not a better basketball player. Than Chris Paul. But if they stay presently constructed the way they are now, I'm still going to leave them exactly where they are. And they'll be good until they get to the free-throw line and, and shooting threes and all that <laughs> stuff. But anyway, but yeah, <laughs> nah, but I'm going to have them at number two. But maybe only a game or so separates them from your Lakers. And of course, number one, I'm still riding the LA Clippers. Obvious reasons. Um, they will have Kawhi on the court. They will have Paul Lockdown, George, as I like to call him, on the court. Still got Patrick Beverly on the court. So they will going to be able to guard you straight up. That depth is, depth is crazy. And then you can bring off two guys off your bench who were challenged for the sixth man, and both of them could actually start for your squad. I still have the Clippers at number one. And even though I got y'all at number three source, Am I way too early? Primes picks and rankings? If we don't get an LA versus LA in the playoffs next season, we will be robbed again just like we got robbed this year with all these injuries. That's what I that's how I feel about it. Okay. I, I hear you prime. I,
0: I I feel bad for Denver, but I totally understand why you would have them at five, but man. Yeah. Won't they the top seed? <laughs>
1: Man, thanks change.
0: <laughs> and that's that's Denver at five and no mention of the Golden State Warriors, which I mean I understand. Nope. So that tells you how thick it is in the West. Uh so if you go from there, even if you said Golden State was at eight and you said you kinda alluded to it, Utah being at six, at least one other spot and you got Whoever
1: you know, you don't know
0: who would grab that spot. San Antonio, you know, Sacramento. There's no telling. So the West is like we thought the West was. Well, the West was top-heavy and yep. tough, you know, all the way through last year. But this is a different type of thing. This is uh, even and tough. What kind of you know? Still a little top-heavy, but even going across the board and and just tough all the way through.
1: Yes, indeed. Love changes and love changes, and best friends become strangers. Yeah, I can't, Chill. I can't, I can't put them, I can't put them in my top five, man. Right, we talked about that before. So whether they end up at the end of the season or playoff time, if they make it, but playoff times is one thing. But not, they, they can't put our Golden State in my top five. That's what it is. All right. So that's all I got, man. Anything else we got before we play uphill pill off? Uh, I think you co-
0: you we covered the gamut, uh, the NBA news and uh let's see, what else could there be? I mean football will be in the football in another month. Uh well less than another month, but getting closer to the season, closer to the season starting in another month. So that's exciting. Uh baseball just passed on the all star game and that was cool. This the great home run derby. Uh, especially yep. Jock and uh and Vlad. Like that was yeah. Out of control. That was out of control. And then the WNBA is pulling up yep. on all star game time in or the week and a half, two weeks. In two weeks there'll be an all star yep. game and the captains for that joint is Atlanta Deladon and Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson.
1: so yep.
0: that's going to be fun. I'll be watching. I know you'll be watching. So,
1: yep, got the day off. So
0: like, yep. And it's summertime. It's summertime. You know, usually in the summer, we're reaching, reaching for stuff to talk about, talking about different things. But, man, it's a lot going on as far as the free agency and, and across the board, so we are hyped. Uh, I'm at SmittySource on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you join the Facebook group, Sports Bar Podcast. Yeah, we hope
1: you all enjoyed it. As always, I'm your boy, Prime. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at PrimeSBK. So the next one, y'all, we up out of here. Peace.
0: Cheers.